On behalf of Hospice of the Piedmont, welcome to this episode of the E-Series, an educational podcast aimed at engaging our community, exploring relevant topics, and educating about ways to connect with our organization. Funding for the E-Series is provided by the Dr. John A. Lusk Fund for Hospice and Palliative Care Education. My name is Ryan Biagini, and I am your host. In today's episode, The Joy of Caregiving, Trent Cockrum, CEO of Hospice of the Piedmont, welcomes back one of our listener favorites, Dr. Elise Eifert, Assistant Professor and Graduate Coordinator for the Gerontology Program at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. You can read more about Dr. Eifert in the notes for this episode. Together, Trent and Dr. Eifert inspire a mental shift by exploring the duality of caregiving and how to balance challenging moments by giving equal attention to the positive aspects of this meaningful role. Let's listen in. Dr. Eifert, thank you and welcome back. Um, you are, uh, you know, a repeat guest um, for another topic. Um, you know, we, we talked last about caregiver identity, which was a really fascinating conversation. Um, and I really appreciated that exploration. But one of the things that we left a little bit unexplored in that conversation was something that you made mention of and something that you've made mention of in your research too, is about celebrating caregivers and caregiver joy. And so I want us to talk a little bit about that, unpack it a little bit for our users. And um, so great to have you back. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, when we left off, we were talking about caregiver identity. And one of the things that we didn't really explore was that caregiver identity isn't enthusiastically embraced. You know, I've never heard someone say, I can't wait to be a caregiver. Um, And so what I think is happening is that caregiving is really stigmatized where the attention given to the negative aspects of caregiving Um, is so overwhelming. All we hear about is the bad stuff. We rarely hear about anything good related to caregiving. And so this kind of begs to be asked, who would want the role of caregiver? Who would want to identify as a caregiver if it's consistently portrayed in, in, you know, a negative light? Sure. So that led us to this conversation of the po- the positive things about caregiving because there there's lots of lots of really good stuff. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. Um, even as I think back in our own organization, as you know, has been on this caregiving quest, this quest to understand caregivers better and what their needs are better. And so much of what we tend to focus on is sort of centered around the arduous sort of um, difficult considerations of being a caregiver. And so you were the first person that we've had a conversation with that said, well, wait, there's this whole other side that we haven't talked about. Um, and what's so interesting is that you, you shared an article with me some weeks ago, um, that was written, uh, almost 25 years ago, um, about, uh, about the caregiving experience. And one of the things that I took away from it is, you know, I have to wonder if people don't readily identify as a caregiver because we have assigned an otherwise harsh stereotype to it, such that, you know, they, everybody thinks it's good, but that they wind up not wanting pity from others. Because if we think about the conversations that we have, and I'm guilty of this too, when someone says, well, I'm caring for my mother, you say, oh gosh, 
wow, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, that must be so hard. It's like we, we feel a sense of obligation to recognize how difficult it is, but we fail to really see the other side of that. And so talk about that for just a little bit. Sure. There are a lot of, probably a lot of reasons why, you know, caregiving has this, this pity factor to it. Um, and your experience is not uncommon. I think people try to be sympathetic, but they, they, it comes off as pity and you've got Mm -hmm. the pity eyes and the pity voice, (laughs) Um, and, and the obligatory re- hug, right? Yes. Oh, so sorry, oh I'm, right? I'm so sorry. Yes. Um, but that's it, caregiving is hard and it's yeah. good that people acknowledge that, but that's not all there is to it. And so we have to ask ourselves, why is our immediate response to caregiving pity? I think that's a reflection of the harsh stereotypes that, that surround caregiving. Mm-hmm. And so you know, to think back a little bit from a previous conversation that we had um, in thinking about uh, sort of not losing your own personal identity as you become a caregiver, because most people go through life, you know, sort of thinking about my life is pretty good, you know, I've lived well, you know, um, uh, by and large, I've had a happy life, happy wife, things like that. Um, but then we arrive at this caregiving evolution at this destination and, and things sort of pivot around to the to the negative. But but it is about sort of realizing that the two, the arduous components of of the of the task of caregiving can coexist with a positive reward. Um, and so what are some of those rewards? I think about, you know, for me, I would think about, gosh, you know, being able to, to care for someone whom I care about very deeply would is, is rewarding. I mean, it's a, it's a fulfillment yeah. of, a, of a commitment in many ways for many people. And that's a positive, not necessarily a negative. Absolutely. So you mentioned this article that I shared with you that was almost 25 years old. Um, um, that's about, um, the positive aspects of of caregiving. So that's an indication that this is an idea that has been literally researched for 25 years. And there is a plethora of data and ideas surrounding this, this positive aspects of caregiving, but yet we, we just don't hear about it, right? Like it's just not talked about. So I want to, I have a tendency to lean towards the University of Washington's caregiver benefit scale, because I think they outline very nicely um, the different positive aspects. So for example, you know, this scale indicates that caregiving can make caregivers more patient. It can make people more caring, more accepting. Um, It suggests that caregiving can put help people put their life in perspective and appreciate life more. Um, It suggests that caregiving can help people find new strengths and to be a better person. Um, It also can give people confidence and add meaning to their life. Um, And as well as it, you know, helps them be better advocates for themselves. 
And so I've, you know, that's the kind of science researchy aspect of things. But I've personally, you know, I've worked with family caregivers for almost 15 years. And I've personally heard them talk about, you know, how caregiving has positively influenced their life. You know, a lot of them take a lot of pride in their ability to meet some of the challenges that that life has thrown at them. Um, it's given them an improved sense of self-worth where I hear caregivers say, I had no idea that I was this tough. I had no idea that I was this strong and could get through this. Right. Um, I've also hear, heard them say great things about how it brought, you know, the, their, the relationship between the caregiver and the care recipient to be much closer, that they got to spend that time with you know, their loved one that maybe they wouldn't have had if it wasn't in a caregiving context. Um, And so, yeah, I just think there are numerous, numerous positive aspects about caregiving that we could be talking about that could be contributing to the narrative of, of caregiving that just aren't discussed enough. Well, and I think too, it goes along with, you know, one of the things we hear so often in our own organization is, well, I didn't think I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And but but we're able to help them realize the celebration of the achievement, whatever it is, however right. small it may be, an achievement is an achievement, and particularly right. for someone who didn't think they would be able to achieve whatever it was, um, and who never thought they would ever find themselves in this role. Um, and so celebrating those achievements, I think, are are really, really important. Um, but, you know, so little attention really has been given to the positive aspects of caregiving until we had this last conversation. I, I, I had never really thought about it. I'm, and I'm, I might be embarrassed to say that, but I don't think I'm in the minority. Right. I think most people are like, gosh, I need to rethink how I how I how I begin having conversations with people who are either in the throes of caregiving or who may be at the beginning stages of caregiving. Right. Right. Don't feel bad. I was a health educator for five years. I did presentations all day long to family caregivers. I never once, never once gave a presentation on positive caregiving during that time. Right. And because, yeah. So, so, you know, I think um, it seems like maybe as human beings, we are a bit hardwired to focus on, focus on sort of the negative aspects of this, right? (laughs) Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're simply built that way. Uh, This is not an opinion. Neuropsychology has researched this well. It's called the negative bias or the positive negative asymmetry. We can probably all relate to this at to some degree, right? Like I, I, I get student evaluations every semester, right? Right. Um, And the majority of them are positive, but one negative comment will stick out and I'll, I'll dwell on that. We, we could go on our dream vacation and we get back. And the only thing we remember are the few hours that we got lost during <laughs> that trip, right? Sure. It's simply human nature that we have a tendency to focus on, on the negative. Um, and that, unfortunately it, it skews, you know, the perceptions of, of caregiving when we only focus on, on the negative. Right. And so that's part of your ongoing research now, which which uh, based on conversations we've had previously. And so, I, 
you know, I find that there is perhaps a translational component in this that that lends itself to practical application. So more, more pointedly, how we begin to inspire people who are listening to this or who we may come in contact with who say, well, you know, I'm caring for my mom or I'm caring for my husband and let us change our default response. Right. 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 We need to rethink the caregiving experience and caregiving outcomes to include positive aspects of caregiving, positive indicators uh, of well-being. And we can do that in, in a lot of ways. But what I'm doing right now is, is trying to develop an, an intervention that really focuses on these positive aspects and this retraining of the caregiver brain. Um, and then what I'm hoping is that if I took a before and after type of, of assessment that I would have caregivers more inclined or more strongly identify as a caregiver after this positive caregiving training, because they have more positive feelings towards caregiving. Mm -hmm. So that's my goal um, of, of, you know, kind of an extension of that primary research I did with caregiver identity. Hi friends, it's your host, Ryan Biagini. Join us for future episodes to learn more about the innovative work our organization is doing specific to understanding and supporting caregivers and how you can engage with us to be a part of this exciting community change. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to be sure not to miss an episode. And now let's get back to the conversation. I think about caregiving as this potentially universal consideration of our shared life experience, right? Um, and I think that's going to be more common for most of us than it is. And I think we've established that. Uh, but but it begins with our, our thinking about this whole caregiving experience as a multidimensional um, uh, multi-dimensional thing. Um, it isn't just a, a singular dimension where everything is hard and everything is emotionally taxing and everything is physically demanding. There, there is this other side of it. Um, and it, and it is incumbent upon us really to begin uh, reframing our conversations. I've even been thinking as we've been talking about the next time that someone says, well, you know, I'm a caregiver for, for my mom. I'll say, I might say, oh gosh, tell me, tell me what that's like. Not, which is different, which is different than, oh, tell me what that's like. Well, you no, know, with yeah, a, no pity with eyes, no pity voice. Right, yeah. no pity in my that's voice. Right. Oh my gosh, tell me what that's like. Um, and I, I suspect people may be stunned by that. Right. I do think it begins with you and me. I, I think it begins a lot with one-on-one -on -one conversations with, with people on just how we talk and discuss about caregiving. Um, that you know, it's a duality, right? Mm -hmm. We can't ignore the negative aspects of, of caregiving. And I'm not suggesting that, but we can balance that with the positive aspects as well. And that's what I would encourage most people do. And that's what I'm kind of pushing for is that we talk about the positive just as much as we talk about the negative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and it's because there's so much of it that is really sort of rooted in a prideful consideration for the caregiver. I'm doing this really important work for someone whom I care deeply about, 
who is very important to me. Um, and let me celebrate it in a way, let me, and let me, and let me not feel bad about celebrating the virtues of, of being a caregiver. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Celebrating caregivers doesn't take away from their hard work. (laughs) Right. That's for sure. Yeah. These are not incompatible ideas that they, they should be together. Um, and they're, they're currently not. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I mean, I think about, you know, in thinking about how caregiving changes someone, it likely, even in a healthcare context, when you, when you are maybe embarking on a healthcare journey and you're beginning to go to physician's appointments, for example, with someone, you know, you're listening differently. You're maybe taking steps to be mm-hmm. informed differently. Um, and, um, and, and, and I think all of that really inspires, much to your earlier point, um, strength, patience, and confidence in ourselves, you know, as individuals who, un- who are beginning to take on a greater sense of responsibility for another person. And no part of that is sad, really. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I definitely see caregiving to a certain extent and in a lot of situations as a, as a privilege. Um, and it should be, it's honorable. It's absolutely honorable. So we should be, you know, celebrating these people who have made this decision to, um, provide care and, and take on the responsibilities of of caregiving. We should be doing a better job of, of encouraging them and supporting them in a positive way. Yeah. Because even just the words that we share, to someone who is beginning to identify as a caregiver has a tremendous impact, I suspect, on their own well-being, potentially, right? It should, absolutely. I mean, think about how you feel when you get a compliment. Right. Right. Like you, you like, you're like a peacock, your, your feathers bloom, your feathers blossom. And so that's what we need to be doing with, with caregivers is really focusing on that positive, the positive aspects of caregiving. So we can see these caregivers feel emboldened, right. To feel, you know, better about their capabilities, um, cause if we just keep focusing on the negative, then they're going to, their, their self-esteem is going to be lowered. It's sure. going to, it's going to take a hit. So, so I have to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot for just a moment. Um, if, if, if someone's ever shared with you, you know, gosh, I'm a caregiver, you know, have you ever said to them, wow, did, has it been rewarding for you? And if so, what was their initial response? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I have ever, I, I, I don't know if I've ever asked that question. Most of the time when somebody co- tells me that they're a caregiver, I, I do more of a impress, like, oh, wow, okay. what a, what an honor, what a, what a privilege that you get to, you get to do that. Um, and what's their response? I, I think they, I think they, I think there's a little bit of a surprise, an element right. of surprise because they're much more used to the the pity response and right. not the positive encouraging response. Right. So, I mean, so I try not to have the downed voice like <laughs> I much more of the peppy cheerleader right. type. <laughs> and so what a simple 
what a, what a tremendous impact this simple it change simple. in our perspective can have. I mean, I think it has the potential to be incredibly profound, right? Um, and I, I, I really, I really do. It's about really retraining uh, how we talk about caregivers and uh, thinking about it in a in a different but equally accessible way. Um, so, Dr. Eifert, I, got, I have to ask you. You know, um, we've talked about this joy of caregiving, and what are just a few thoughts that you might want to leave our listeners with um, in thinking about the joy of caregiving and and what it means and 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 even how they think about you know changing their response to when someone says to them, "Wow, uh, I'm caring for my and fill in the blank." Right? Yeah, I'd encourage others to have a more balanced view of what caregiving is and what caregiving can be. Um, And a follow-up to that is really just being conscious of your words and how you present caregiving. We can frame the narrative of caregiving to be a, a in a, we can frame it to uh, to be in a more positive and, and joyful way. And for those of us that work with caregivers directly, um, you know, trial run it. Just see what happens if they frame things more positive when speaking with family caregivers. And I think what I suspect would happen is that it would have such a profound effect or would have such a, an immediate response from the fair caregiver that that person would realize, wow, I can do, I can do this very simple thing. I can have an impact on, on a caregiver in a positive way. Right. So um, as we sort of wrap this conversation up, you've got ongoing research in this particular field. Do you want to talk a little bit about that briefly? Um, yeah. So, like I said, I'm I'm working on an on an intervention, um, and I'm I'm trying to hash out the details of how to how to get caregivers to think more positively about caregiving. Like, how can I retrain their brain? So, right. I'm doing a lot of background work in psychology research on. Um, how to offset negative thinking with positive thinking, and then applying that to a caregiver context. So it's probably going to be some type of educational intervention where they spend some time, um, you know, with me um, doing this, having delivering this in, intervention, um, and then a pre and post type of, of test. Um, And this will just be an indicator, I think, of the possibilities, right? So like if I see a pot, if if I see a change from pre to post, then we we know I'm on to something, right? Like we know that positivity and brain training can have a positive impact on on caregivers. And so that's what I'll hope to see. but definitely, I, you know, in input, I always love input from other people and being in academia, I don't, I don't get a lot of direct one-on-one with family caregivers anymore. So right. if any family caregivers are listening and they want to talk to me about this, I would love to chat with you. <laughs> well, it sounds like there is more to come on this very interesting yes. and evolving topic. And I really cannot thank you enough, Dr. Eifert, for spending another 
uh, span of time with me and talking about this really important topic and uh, helping really begin to reframe our uh, the thoughts of people in our community as they begin talking to people who are who are providing care to individuals in their community in their church or wherever they happen to be because care caregiving is happening all around us mm-hmm. um, and so I really appreciate your time it's always uh, uh, great to to have insightful conversation and learn and thank you so very much for sharing your insights and thoughts with us today. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for the work that you do. Um, I'm so happy that there are other people out there working and advocating on behalf of caregivers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the E-Series. We're excited to continue this caregiving dialogue throughout the months to come as we touch on topics including self-care, vulnerability, mental health, and much more. Be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts so that you'll receive a notification as each episode publishes. Until next time, I'm Ryan Biagini, and this has been the E-Series.